Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. In this episode, we're talking with Mike Sirocco. Mike is a marketing and business coach, author, creator, and host of the What Are You Made Of podcast. He's also the CEO at People Building Inc. His passion is to help people that come from a rough background to use those experiences as motivation to reach their goals and be successful in their businesses. He's been featured by Yahoo Finance as one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020 and is on a mission to build people. At his core, he's obsessed with success and helping others achieve greatness. Welcome to the show, Mike. Yo, man. What's going on, James? So thankful to be here. I always like to start every interview that I do with gratitude because uh, it's just a awesome opportunity that I get to come on these shows and share with people. So thank 100%, you. 100%. 100%. I feel the same. I, I love talking to people and bringing them on the show and also love being in, in, in the other side of it. And um, it's exciting. Sharing of ideas. That's where we get the juice from. And that's what this whole thing's about. And we talked about that in the pre-show. You know what I mean? It's it's us having conversations and people getting that value between the lines where you've got two high-performing people talking about the stuff that they love and there's, there's energy with it. So let's start off with you know, what's your, what's your background? What got you to this point of realizing like, Hey, I'm building people and, and I'm helping them use their struggles. Obviously there's a good story there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm in the mortgage industry. I, I run a large division for nations lending in the U S and we do home loans, helping people buy homes with financing. And I get to work with three of my best friends and my little brother is one of our part of a leadership team. And they work on the day-to-day operations of the business while I work on the business. And then I'm into all these other things that we're into, which I'll get into in a second. But you know, I was, I woke up one morning and I was just like, you know, the mortgage is, is our vehicle, the mortgage, the home loan business, but really what am I doing every day? Mm. And I found, I really did an assessment of this. I'm building people. Mm. I'm helping people personally, professionally, financially reach their goals, trying to help them develop in areas that they feel that they have weaknesses in, or, or actually shine lights on maybe some blind spots to, to get the most out of them and help them achieve what they want to achieve. So at the end of the day, I just said, you know what? I'm going to start looking to do this in some way, shape, or form outside of the mortgage industry and help entrepreneurs realize that they are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. And so that's my mission. And everything I do filters through that mission. Since having that, did you notice a change in your business? Since having oh, that epiphany yeah. and, and applying things yeah. differently? Yeah, without a doubt. We became more transformative rather than transactional. Yeah, And anytime you do that, obviously there, there's a root word, transform. You transform something and, and the business and the people, you know, what actually we saw a lot of people leave, you know, there's the people mm-hmm. that will leave your business once you get serious about putting the mission out there and people will not align with that mission or they will not be ready to, uh, you know, uphold to the standards that we, we keep. And so we saw a lot of people exit and then we saw new people come in and the new people came in were more aligned with our mission. And too many mm. leaders won't, you know, put their stake in the ground and take a stand for what they believe in and their core values because they're worried about people leaving. When if you don't do that, you keep the wrong people, you keep weak links in your company too long, and it holds you back. So absolutely saw a difference there, no doubt about it. Well, the irony is that if you're not defining your culture, you're not defining your mission and the purpose of the business, it's defining itself. Like it's happening anyway. It's not like, well, yes. I'm not going to say it. So, you know, it's not going to hurt me because you, you just don't know what you don't know and you don't know what you don't see and there is a culture there and it's whether it's your team or your clients like it's already there and so when people leave it's because they were following one thing and now you've just changed it and they go out in line with that which is good especially if you've now picked a direction you know what i mean like it's better to yeah, get rid of those people it's the same thing as the future the future's coming whether you like it or not it's whether you're going to create your own future or just let someone else create it or let just let it happen 
Mm. And so we take intentionality very seriously. And I, I just, I'm not going through my life any other way. And I'm not compromising for anyone in that. And mm. so, you know, and I'll, I'll take you back, a, if you don't mind, I'll take you back a, a few years. You know, I, I came from a broken home and I mm. came from, I don't remember my parents ever together. I came from around a lot of broken people, alcoholic, drug addicts, uh, people with mental issues that, that just caused a lot of problems. And when you have all that and you're dealing with child support battles and custody conflicts, and then you add step parents into the mix with their own agendas of what they want their life to be, it's a tough, tough upbringing. And so I grew up in that environment. And for three years specifically from eight to 11, I decided to live with my dad and his new wife. And, you know, I thought it was a good move because my mom was moving on to her third marriage and I wasn't ready to move into another man's house, learn another man's rules. By the way, that, that third husband of my mom's was, was my stepfather, George. He was a phenomenal guy since passed away in, in, in 2019. But nonetheless, I didn't know that at the time. I just didn't want to you know, do that. So I tried my dad's out and, and that ended up being a, a, a good and bad because I was, went through some psychological, mental abuse, threats. I used to sleep with my baseball pad at night because I was scared. My stepmom and my mom had issues and that would be taken out on me and but the good part about it was that a spark was lit during that period of time. See, I, I told my mom about what was going on and she ended up filing court papers to get me for custody. And my dad got served one day after days and days of going by, not knowing when those papers were going to be served. They did get served one day and I came home from school and the tension in the, in, the, in the house, you could feel it, man. I knew something was up and he had these papers in his hand and he said, go to your room. And my dad was my hero, man. Like he, he, he would work a lot. I wouldn't see him like when he was working so much, but he used to lay brick and block and pour concrete. He was a Mason. He had a successful business. He had big forearms and rough hands. And, you know, uh, you just could tell he's a hard worker. He shook his hand and he always used to carry a wad of money in his pocket, hundred dollar us bills. Right. I thought that was the coolest thing. He used to show it to me and flash it around. And so he came back to to my bedroom while, while I was sitting there waiting for him. And he said, it says here, you want to move back with your mom and leave here. I don't know why you would want to do that. They don't have any money. She's on to her third marriage. Uh, I don't understand why you would want to do that. You know, you have everything you need here. And I remember my mom telling me if she was going to file those court papers that I needed to stick to my guns. Cause if I believe in something in life, people will try to talk you out of it hmm. to match their own agenda. Or if you're doing well, some people may do that to pull you back. They may try to talk you out of going for something. So stick to your guns. And that was a lesson at 10 or 11 years old that my mom taught me that is a lifelong lesson, of course, because I live now my life very intentional, but also perversely unyielding to my mission. In other words, stubborn. Mm. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I, I like looking up definitions of words, by the way. Like I looked up a, a word that was similar to that, inexorable. Inexorable is another word that means perversely unyielding, not changing. You're going for your mission. So my dad confronted me and I said, yeah, I, I made my mind up. I don't want to discuss it. And he said, okay. So he took that wad of money out of his pocket, $100 bills. He peeled one off. He crumpled it up and he threw it at me and said, here, you're going to need this then when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And I don't know if that came from hurt inside and like he felt betrayed or let down um, despite the fact of what was going on. So I'm not bashing my dad by telling this story, but right at that moment, right at that moment, a spark was lit. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to ever need that money. Now I'm 11 years old, mind you. And I said, you know what? I'll show you. So all my life from that point on, I've always tried to be the best I can in sports, school, work, whatever it was, helping people. I just always wanted to be the best because I thought he was always watching me. 
And so for 30 some years, I drove off of that. And about two years ago, I went through a kind of a dark spot in business. And I, I was just trying to figure out like, okay, all my life, no matter what happened to me, I've always elevated. Now, just because I'm in a dark time right now, that doesn't mean I can't elevate. Why was that happening in the past? Why have I always been able to elevate no matter what happened? And I figured it out that I was taking everything that would stop or slow a normal person down. I was storing it in my fuel tank instead of my trunk where it would weigh me down. And I was converting it into rocket fuel for my future. Blasting myself off into outer space away from other gravitational pools. So I was like, this is too strong not to share with people. I got to bottle this. So I decided to write the book, Rocket Fuel, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable. And that should be coming out here by the end of this month on Amazon. And it should be already a bestseller based on the pre-sales that we have. So that's a little background of where I am and the mission that I'm on right now, that all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. I love it, dude. And I think that it's because at some point you either you either succumb to the obstacles and you say, I can't do it and it's too hard, or you make a decision that you're going to change. And when you, when you do change and you show yourself like, hey, this stuff doesn't have to define me, suddenly how you view the world completely shifts, right? Your perspective changes. If, if suddenly that thing is not defining me anymore, this other obstacle is nothing to me and it almost becomes yeah. a fuel. And I think of myself like Pac-Man going around just chomping up obstacles, uh, yeah. getting points and getting bigger because I see them as opportunities uh, to grow and I've become you know, this problem-solving machine. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm part of a yeah, mastermind group with some friends that. and just got off that before coming on here. And it's just four dudes, each crushing it in our different areas, coming together to, to help solve each other's problems and give each other a kick in the ass. And, 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 and I love that stuff because I love seeing problems differently. I look, love looking at them as opportunities. And I think that that is a defining factor of somebody who's successful in any area whether it's their, their, their health, their relationships, their business, is they don't see problems, so to speak. It sounds, you know, motivationally and stuff like that, but you, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? You, you don't see yeah. the problem. You see an opportunity to grow. Every time there's a friction, it's like, how can we make things better, make it easier? Because otherwise these things yeah. just start stacking up. And if you don't solve them, they stack up and then it's too heavy for you to lift. And then you've got another hard decision to make. And I'd rather not have a whole lot of hard decisions. I'd rather have a whole lot of, you know, slight blips yep. and easy yep. decisions. Yeah. Well, not only that, to take that a little further, the super successful people, they're not problem solvers. They're beyond mm. problem solving. They mm. actually will walk in a room and a problem will run from them because what the, 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 the super successful people are able to do is they find the source of the problem. Mm. They'll solve the problem, but they don't just stop there. They go and say, okay, what caused that? And let's fix that so we don't have that same problem again. Yeah. And so I like to look at things like if there's a fire in the kitchen, that's a problem, right? There's a fire mm. in the house, you need to figure it, put it out, right? But then at, at that point, you don't just stop and say, okay, that was it. Actually, the fire department or the fire marshal will actually go in the house and say, okay, what caused that fire? What was the cause of the fire? The source. Mm. If you are getting fuel and you need fuel, that's the problem. But what's the source of the fuel? That's what we all want to go to. And that's where the super successful people find themselves. They always mm. find themselves looking for the source. Yeah, 100%. With what you're, what you're working on right now, you've got the show, you've got uh, the book. Did the show come first? Yeah, so uh, about two years ago, I decided to start podcasting because I went on a guy's podcast, a friend of mine, and I didn't know podcasts were at that time. And I'm, I'm a little late to the party, I think. And uh, I, I went on and I was interviewed and I'm like, shit, I like this. This is, this is, this is kind of fun. And I said, this is, this is what podcasts are. I want to do a podcast. So 
I decided to start my show in my dining room. If you watch, if anybody sees the first few episodes of my show, I'm in the dining room. There's backgrounds like a blue wall and I'm just in front of my laptop riffing by myself and talking about my story of what I'm made of. And I just decided from there to bring other people on that have had success in some areas to show the journey to their success, because I think the journey is often invisible. And I wanted to hear what people were made of. And uh, it's been a success. It blew things up. And then the book came after that. Yeah. Have you been leveraging that, that listener base of the podcast into anything? Yeah. I mean, uh, bottom line, I have a following now that follows me around. And now what we're focused on from you know my mission of all people being unstoppable, I was trying to find my niche. I mean, I, I think when I started, it was so general that I was just trying to get known and, and be pretty much omnipresent to all entrepreneurs out there. And I, you know, I was searching and searching for my niche. And about six months ago, I found it. Um, I ran into a guy that, you know, through Instagram and my Instagram following, I would message people and connect with people, LinkedIn, Instagram. And I met this guy named Jared Yellen. And uh, come to find out, we've connected where our missions are pretty much aligned with the purpose and intention of making an impact on this planet and also looking for something called infinite scale. Mm. And one of the ways of infinite scale, actually one of the only ways I've seen is tech. And what he does, Jared matches up entrepreneurs that are non-techie, that have ideas, but usually go to the grave with those ideas. Mm. And he connects them with the tech side, co-founds companies, develops the product if it's vetted out and, and validated, develops the MVP in about 190 to 120 days at cost. And I'm not talking about US cost or New Zealand cost. I'm talking about India cost. He opened up a company mm. in India from a friend of his that had a lot of connections there. And so they just created a, something that's totally different than anywhere else um, where you can actually incubate products for very little overhead. And yeah. so it allows for more of these to become successful. So that's what I uh, focus my attention on now is talking to entrepreneurs and young people because we're mentoring young people about how to come up with big ideas in tech, how to solve inefficiencies in the, you know, in the world, and then helping them get the funding and, and all that for their products. That's exciting because that is the biggest barrier to entry is, is this idea that execution on the idea is king, right? Anyone can have an idea. Yep. Everyone had the yep. idea for Uber, but mm -hmm. they didn't execute on it. And half of that is, is mindset. And the other half is actually, where do I go? What do I do? Like, how do I, yeah. how do I take things? So this seems like it's something that can definitely sort of fast track that for people who are, are more serious and do have the drive. And now let me get connected with the people that can actually make that happen. What's some, if you can divulge, what's some really interesting things that that are being developed at the moment, do you know? Yeah, no, I can talk about my product that I'm getting ready to launch here very shortly with an MVP. And by the way, th this stems from my, my partner, Jared had an incident where he put a product in development with a company before he had his company and he got the MVP finally. And then he also got a bill for one point some million over top of what it, they said it was going to cost. Mm. That's an issue. My wife had an idea for a product and without really telling me, she's online dealing with somebody that she found online, has no idea the credibility of them, spent five, I don't know how much money, $5,000 just to get started or something. And come to find out the product wasn't even researched. She didn't know the process. She was just came up with an idea. And here, if we would have had that same idea, we could have possibly did something with it earlier on. So mm. there's problems that exist for people, like you said, the barriers. And not only that, people negotiate with themselves a lot in their head mm. and they push off the idea and then it never becomes anything, right? Too, besides the lack of resources. So anyway, we have a product called Blueprinted, B-L-O-O -O, printed coming out very soon. And it's going to be a disruptor in the training, coaching, and digital training platform industry. 
because I saw a need for this. I, I saw how digital video training, it's not effective. It sucks, actually. Only 20% or less people actually complete courses when they buy them, which means the effective rate, the success effective rate, has got to be lower than that. And the people that are do very good at marketing are making a lot of money on them, despite the fact of the success of their students. I saw a problem with that. And so I've, I have a digital course, by the way. Uh, I've taken digital courses before. And the ineffective part comes from people getting distracted, not retaining the information, uh, not completing the course, getting bored. But not only that, when they're done, what they don't know what to do. Like, what's the, mm. what's the first step? What's the next step? What's the, the last step? How do I know what I'm done? So what we found is the answer to this is an algorithmic project management-based marketplace where people can go reverse engineer the success and build their blueprints in our system and then sell their blueprints to the marketplace for different verticals. Interesting. That's really, is there a website that's, um, or anything up at the moment that for anyone it, to check out? Very, very shortly we will. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm going to have that in the show notes because that's something that I'd be interested in looking at because obviously I run a program as well. And the biggest thing is always, are people actually going to do the thing that they say they're going to do? Because the, the biggest struggle with, with anything like this is you can't, and even as a health professional, you know what I mean? Like if I'm working with someone who's got chronic pain, getting them to actually do the stuff and commit to it is, yep. is, is the biggest barrier to getting a result, not how good you are. And so you can have the best program in yep. the world, best information. But if it was just information that we needed as a mentor of mine once said that we'd all be billionaires with six packs because- you yeah. could just find some stuff on YouTube and just do it. And but people people don't for whatever reason. Coming back to to what you said about negotiating with self, it's a it's a concept that that I've been focused on at the moment is this idea of not negotiating with myself. And I heard it from from Tony Robbins. And I've been resonating with it because I've been seeing myself do it in a lot of different ways. You know what I mean? Like you wake up in the morning and you go, I'm just gonna lie here for two minutes. And it's like, why? <laughs> and and in the two minutes doesn't it doesn't, it's not that impactful. It's just two minutes, but it's not about those two minutes necessarily. It's about a cumulatively. And more importantly, if you're using that philosophy of, I'll just do it for two minutes. I'll just this, I'll just that. And you negotiate, I'll get up soon. You apply it to everything. And then yeah. you end up half-assing everything. Yep. And that's where the inefficiency arises. Um, can you touch on that uh, about yeah. negotiating with yourself and, and, and what you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. So when I have my mission, I talk about, I filter everything through my mission, right? So my thoughts, words, actions all go through that mission of all people who are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. When I don't feel like doing something that goes towards that mission, by the way, that I, I like to keep things simple. I talk about rocket fuel a lot, but I never talk about rocket science. So mm. everything's simple to me. It's either going towards or away, building or destroying. That's the way I think. And so when, my, when I'm thinking about things, do I need to lay in bed here or do I need to get up? I get up. Even if I don't feel like it, I have a saying, do it anyway. It comes into my head all the time. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. And the way to get 100% participation from yourself is actually very simple. You just need to do it when you don't feel like it and do it when it's tough. Because yeah. the easy times and when you feel good, you're going to do it. That's how you get 100% participation from yourself. And I know that sounds obvious, but when you're aware of it and you're intentional about doing it when it's tough, doing it when you don't feel like it, do it anyway then you get that 100% participation and you become unstoppable. So 100% agree with that. You're training your brain, but I like to talk about training it to stick with your mission. Mm. And it's got to be your mission. It's not somebody else's because you're not going to do it for somebody else. Yeah. You, know, you got you to gotta do it for yourself. So I always talk to people about getting really clear about what they want and coming up with some kind of mission statement for themselves that mm. that they can filter everything through and once they do that man it becomes so easy to live your life intentionally and purposefully 
with success and you're creating your future. Well, it's easy to do it when it's easy and everyone does it when it's easy. Like literally the success comes when you're doing it, when it's not easy. If you're lifting weights and it becomes easy, you need to add more weight. Otherwise you're not training what you think you're training or you're not training at all. Like if everything's like that, it's, it's quite funny. And, and people, I find we all look to make things easier for ourselves, which comes back to the obstacle stuff that we talked about before. It's like, I'm going to work hard to make it easier. I'm going to have money and then it will be easy. I'm yeah. going to get fit so I can eat donuts or like this weird psychology around it. And I think that that sets us up for failure immediately because if we're always intentional about wanting to make it easier and it's actually getting harder as we progress because the weights are heavier and we're growing and then there's new things popping up, we'll never get to that place because that place doesn't exist. And so yeah. then we end up quitting and justifying. And I think that yeah, that yeah. perpetuates a lot of the negativity. And if you run any kind of ads, you know exactly what I'm talking about, that absolute cancer and ad comments and stuff like that, or like posts or whatever, just people just using failure to justify negativity as to why you can't have what you want. And it Mm -hmm. fuels this pull you back cancel culture. I think that if we all realize that the success and the winning and the happiness is in doing things when they're not easy and keeping on doing it and the growth that comes with that, I think that we'd all have a much better time of it. I know that in my businesses and my life, I'm always adding things where appropriate to challenge myself for growth. And I love what you said about building or destroying because it's true. You're growing or dying, you're building or destroying. If you're not doing the thing that's building, then you are enabling the destroying because of entropy. Things are going to break down. So if you're not growing it, you're just extending death by a million cuts. You're extending the destroying period. It's not an instant destroy, but it's a destroy. That one beer instead of water or that one whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it comes down to ethics for me. Like ethics is to me survival, going towards surviving or away from it. Like that's what it comes down to. And, you know, the other thing about like when people talk about becoming a millionaire, multimillionaire or any kind of success, it's not the success that actually matters. Uh, The end game, it's really what happens to you during that process and what you become. Mm. And so like for me right now, if everything, if I lost everything right now, it wouldn't be as bad as it was when I first came into this world, butt naked as a baby, because I didn't know how to talk. I didn't know how to listen. I didn't know how to communicate at all. But now I know all the stuff that I know. What I've become now, based on my journey, allows me to recover and and be better than ever before, no matter what the setback happens. So yeah, 100%, man. If your success is your growth during that process, if you do, you know, quote, lose everything, you're not really losing everything because you can't lose the knowledge. You can't, they can't take that away. And so you're just creating another way. You know what I mean? And suddenly it gets easier. And I find that contentment gets in the way a lot as well. Like you get yeah. to a place where you're having some success and suddenly, you know, you think, oh, this is nice. And the moment I start to feel that, I'm like, no, nah, I need to challenge myself. So this is constant battle for me of lifting the floor up, so to speak. So never getting too high and thinking, oh man, I'm high out here. This is easy. I like, look how high I am. I don't need to go any further. I like lifting the floor up as I go. So I'm on, you know, the thousandth rung on the ladder, but the, the floor's right there. I'm not actually that high because then, you know, and it's, it's my own little, like if I visualize it, right, it's like a ladder and there's this little floor there for me and only I can see it. And everyone else is like, dude, you're so high. It's like, nah, man, the floor's right there. Got to keep going because otherwise yeah. this contentment settles in and then the growth stops. That's the pain for me. Having done this show, having launched my coaching program over the last couple of years, things like that, like who I've become in, in that short period of time is massive. 
you know, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. Like I studied a long time. I did a lot of cool stuff. I practiced for a long time. I felt the most fulfillment, the most happiness and growth from what I've been doing with my business challenges and impacting people in that way than I ever did in practice because of the challenges and growth that come with it. I wasn't just a technician anymore. You know what I mean? I had to think about things differently. Talk to us a little bit. You know, a lot of your mission is past experiences into success. How does that really, like if I was looking at myself and let's say I had no no self-awareness necessarily, uh, but I saw, hey, I got some, you know, I had a shit time of it when I was younger. I've got these stories in my life and I'm wanting to change. I just don't know what to do or how to do it. What would your advice be to somebody who's who's maybe leaning on some of those crutches of their past experiences, their stories, their parents, their whatever, um, and they can use that to have success? Where would they first start? Well, so one thing about coming up with your mission is you get away from the belief system that you have. The belief system that we have has been programmed into us by our parents, teachers, people that we were surrounded with, our environment from past. So start imagining when, instead of saying, remember when, imagine when, Mm -hmm. and start thinking in the future, creating your future. And when you do that and you have your mission based on that, that allows you to make decisions going through that rather than the belief system that you have. You kind of got to reprogram yourself. And speaking about setbacks and things like that, like I I always imagine this like situation where I'm like a, uh, I'm some kind of energy source, right? And I'm going into the experiences that I have and then I'll learn as much as I can. And sometimes it doesn't work, right? And it just falters. And then I separate my energy from that area and I go back, but I have all this knowledge that I got from that interaction. Mm. And then I go back out and then I go back into something else. And then when I go back into that something else, I have all that experience, knowledge, and and, uh, content from that failure or that mishap or that setback or whatever it was. And so every time I do it, I come back stronger and stronger and stronger. And so that's the way I I look at it. It's kind of like an an evolution, Uh, my energy. And everybody has the same thing. Everybody has this energy or spirit or whatever you want to call it that goes into things. As long as you keep going and moving forward, you keep getting better and better and better. It's those that, like you said, settle, sit back, get comfortable, complacent, or just quit that end up going towards, you know, death. So something I liken that to is, is something that I practice and teach and and that's detaching from the outcome. So if I'm attached to feeling good when, when things are good or I win, you know, quote, then I'm immediately attached to the down periods. Yeah. So if I'm like, if I'm winning when I'm winning and I'm not just winning all the time, then when things, when I'm not winning, cause I didn't achieve the thing I'm losing and I feel bad yep. and it causes this roller coaster. And so, uh, something I teach and have been doing is, is like, and it comes back to gratefulness. We talk about that at the start, right? Like just being really focused on what you do have, how amazing things are and how, if, if it ended all now, I've already won. Then anything else that I do is all bonus. And so yep. if I'm already winning, I can win more, but I can never lose because I've yep. already won. And so suddenly these stories, the negativity, the whatever, it can't affect me. Because like you said, the energy's strong. I'm learning from it, but I'm not absorbing and not taking it on. I'm not sympathizing with the situation or the person. I'm empathizing, but I'm not taking it on. And that's the biggest thing because we get tainted. Too often we're surrounded by the wrong people. We're letting the wrong information into our heads. We're watching the wrong stuff. And it's just perpetuating it because misery loves company and you only know what you know. And if you're looking at life through your lens to try and achieve something else that you've never achieved, it's not going to work because you don't know how to get there because you haven't. 
what would be your advice to people who are really struggling with that, trying to keep motivated, trying to find a different perspective uh, and find their way when they keep kind of, they do some things and they, they're learning, but they're never really making that progress. They feel stuck. Well, when you're stuck, it's kind of like being in a rut. And what my coach told me was rut stands for really are really you unable to, and then T too, really unable to do something. Hmm. Right. So I always think about that from what he told me that. And, uh, I, I just say, get a mentor, man, hmm. like find out somebody that's done what you want to do and go to them. And, you know, if they're a big name or something, you got to get their content and go through their books and whatever the content is. But you know, for me, I looked at Grant Cardone and I said, you know what? I want to learn as much as I can. So I immersed myself in his content. I paid for access to him and I learned more than anything in the world. And I feel like part of the validation was one of the things that Grant gave me to be the animal that I am and to mm. feel unstoppable and understand I can achieve anything I want to. And mm. so really when it comes down to it, you just have to figure out what you're committed to, get your clear vision of what you want and be consistent at going forward with it along with mentorship. And, and, you know, uh, one other thing I will add, James, I, I will add that uh, elevation comes from assessment, being able to assess your current situation, where you are right now, literally financially, maybe your health, maybe your, your knowledge, your mindset, like really being able to assess where you are. Because if you're want, really, you're on a journey, you're in point A, you're trying to get to somewhere in point B. Well, if you don't know what point A is, how do you know what you got to do to get to point B? Mm. So assessment gives elevation and also proximity to people that are above you. Those two things is what gets you elevation. 100%. If you want to get warm, you stay by the fire. Yeah. You don't wander around in the jungle and try and That's make it. your own fire. <laughs> Just walk up to somebody else's and be like, yo, can I sit here? This is kind of warm. And they're like, yep. yeah, sure. Like it's simple, right? Yeah, but you need to know where you are. You need to but be you need really to know clear. where you are. Yeah. Where you're going and where you currently are so that you can see the gap and then figure out what you need to do to bridge the gap. 100%. I think that yep. people are understanding this concept of proximity. They know they need to get mentors to some degree, but I don't think people understand that concept of assessment, like you said, strong enough. They're not re they, they think they know where they are. They're lying to themselves most of the time, in my opinion, and saying I'm here when really they're not. And I think the more honest you can be about where you actually are, what is your actual state of knowledge state of situation, state of emotion. I yeah. think those things are important. You can then say, okay, now I know what I actually need. Too many people join programs, for example, with a cup that they, they're full with dirty water, but they're not willing to tip it out. They're not willing to go into this and go, let me actually properly you know, get warm. Yep. They're not understanding that they've got beliefs that are in their way that are preventing them from absorbing that information. And they're not understanding the actual problems that are present. Like if you ask a business owner, I went through this exercise with like the stages of life of a business, baby, toddler or infant, toddler, whatever. Everyone, we're all being conditioned, I suppose, to, to want to be more than we are. And so you do this exercise and, and naturally everybody wants to be at the ones that are slightly higher because no one really wants to say where they actually are. But the successful ones of us actually say where we actually are because then we can actually know the problems and actually know the solutions to get there and then know who to be in proximity with. I think that's so important. Yeah, so important. yeah. I mean... How many people don't even look at their bank statements? How, how many people don't even look at you know, their credit cards, what they're spending? They, they don't pay attention to any of that. How many people don't even get on a scale? Mm. How many people don't pay attention to what they eat? Like really understanding and because they don't want to face what, they're, mm. what they have really. And then you can never change. You can never grow if you don't know where you are. Well, they wonder why things don't work. Well, 
And I'm speaking from experience, by the way, I'm not preaching mm. to people because there's been times where I didn't want to look at my bank statements mm. and I didn't, I, I didn't want to look at them because I wanted to just go and focus on income and grow and try to outpace and outrace my spending, my wife's spending, <laughs> whatever. But once I realized that, and then there would be this anxiety thing in my head that like, it was worse, always worse than what I thought it was. And mm. uh, so I have this saying, James, that goes like this. It's, uh, it's never as bad as you think it is, but it's never as good as other people view it to be. Mm. If you think about that, like for yourself, you know, you're always trying to chase something and it seems as, and, and you never feel like you've made it. But then mm. people on the outside might see your successes more than your failures. And they see, wow, man, you're killing it. You're doing well. Like, I can't, I see mm. you everywhere, you know? So it's a kind of a funny uh, relationship there with the, the, the perspective. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm um I'm taking some notes here, and and I'm I'm thinking about how we we deliver services to clients, and how I look at myself and and our team, and I'm really looking at some of these and thinking this is what we need to be applying. You know what I mean? Understanding that, you know, you're either building or destroying. That's super important. That's that's one huge thing I've taken away from today. Um, having a mission statement for yourself. I think that we do it for our businesses, but we don't do it with the right intention. We do it because we think we need to, because these big companies have it, and we want to be fancy. We're not actually understanding the the purpose of it being a guiding light and direction and, and a filter for everything. Like when you're looking at what shiny object should I pick up next? It's like, is it fulfilling the mission? Is it, is it right. getting us there? Is it building or is it destroying? And then assessment and proximity. You know, I, I live both of those, but we can always live them more. You can always be more ruthless with yourself of your assessment and say where you actually are. And anyone listening to this, I want you to do this exercise after listening to the episode is actually look at your situation and think, Am I actually where I'm telling myself I am or am I somewhere different? Because you can't make the right choices without first saying, hey, I'm here. I got a really good example. I had a, somebody join our program recently and they joined and then they said, oh, this stuff's too basic. I know these things and blah, blah, blah. And, and I don't need to be, be doing this. And you know, this program is not what I thought it would be. So then I asked my client success manager, you know, what's this guy doing? Like, where are they at? Are they doing 60 grand a month? Like, are they kind of crushing it and they need some advanced stuff? Because maybe we need to step them up into the other program. Then I find out he's doing like 17 grand a month or something. And I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> you just need to shut up and do the work. Like, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not going to say it like that. But it's like, holy crap. Like, you and, and for perspective of, you know, that can sound huge to some people, but perspective of where people are at in the program, what they're doing. Like, we've got clients doing 100 grand a month who are doing the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like combat sports. The guys who know all the fancy moves and they join the UFC, they all get destroyed. It's the ones who know the fundamentals well yep. at win, not yep. the karate kung fu guy. It's yep. not how much you know, it's, it's what you know well and what you apply. And so with this person, I was, it, it, it was interesting because it's like, yeah, your assessment of where you are, and there's no judgment to them, if, especially if they're listening. But it's like, if, if you don't know where you are, then you can't take what you need. You can't get in proximity with what you need to get to where you want to go. Because you think you're here, but you're actually there. And so anything yeah. that I give you, anything that you're thinking about, it's never going to get you there, which is going to perpetuate the struggle. And it's until you have that clarity from that proper assessment, can you actually improve? Uh, it applies to everything, relationships. If you think that you know, your wife is putting up with all your shit and uh, loves you anyway, and then suddenly you're divorced, it's like, because you didn't make a good assessment. <laughs> she actually doesn't yeah, like exactly. it. You need to change, exactly. sort it Listen, out. You know? <laughs> I've been married 18 years and there's times where my wife will say something to me like, we need to address something. And I'm like, I thought everything was great. You know, like I, I, everybody deals with it to different degrees. So being intentional and really assessing your situation, your relationships is another one. It's, it's so important. And, and, you know, you want to do it before it's too late for sure. 
100%. Dude, this has been an amazing episode. There's been so much value in this. Um, where can our audience connect with you online? Instagram at Mikey C-Rock, M-I-K-E-Y-C-R-O-C. You'll be there to follow all the announcements that we have for our upcoming product launch of Blueprinted, my book, Rocket Fuel, and many more things to come. We're going to be having events, masterminds, uh, awesome things, all revolving around coming up with tech ideas. I love it, dude. And make sure that's in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. And uh, it's got the, got the juices flowing, the cogs spinning. So let's stay in touch. Take care. Thanks, James. Sounds good, man. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business and I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.